I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the program. I'm Lee Lonsberry. We're talking about coronavirus this segment uh, and the next, if I'm honest. if I, I don't know exactly how to react to the coronavirus. There are some individuals that say, you know, just keep calm, uh, be wise, let common sense prevail, keep your hands washed, keep your distance from those who may be ill. Uh, and then there are some who I have heard, including uh, members of Congress, who say, you know, this might be a good opportunity to... Uh, make sure the the family's food supply store is uh, in good order, that you have uh, weeks of supplies uh, ready. And then many others who are calling for uh, action somewhere in between. This morning, I got an advisory from uh, various Utah health uh, officials there, uh, hosted by the Utah Department of Health, was a press conference to explain uh, some of the new developments with this novel coronavirus and how the state's health systems and hospitals are working together to prepare for uh, possible community spread of the illness. Uh, and, and the Department of Health was uh, certain to point out that there are no positive cases uh, of this uh, virus here in the state of Utah. Now, that's not to say that there aren't Utahns who have been infected. You and I have together stayed in pretty close contact with the Herrings, uh, who have now both uh, tested negative for the virus. I'll go into greater detail about their situation. I I learned some good, uh, great, wonderful welcome updates just last night. Uh, But that's a pair of Utahns. John Herring quarantined in Japan. Uh, Also, Melanie Herring, she at Travis Air Force Base in California is quarantined. They were uh, aboard that uh, Diamond Princess cruise ship in Japan, which uh, showed a number of uh, individuals come down uh, and test positive for the coronavirus. Anyway, Uh, What does that mean here for Utah as the hospitals prepare for a possible community spread or community transmission of the illness? Uh, One last detail uh, I'll point out before I welcome our guest is that you heard on the newscast there is a case in Sacramento, California, of the coronavirus being transmitted among a a member of the community or one of these community transmissions. The definition of that is Uh, This individual didn't come in contact with the virus abroad, but rather picked it up uh, somewhere at home. That individual uh, in Northern California, Sacramento County, has been hospitalized, is uh, being monitored, of course, uh, and the Department of Health there in California is trying to figure out exactly, or backtrack rather, 
the source of how that individual contracted the virus. Now, that's uh, off in California. That's the definition of community spread or community transition uh, transmission. Now I want to welcome onto the program a friend of mine, uh, Greg Bell. He is currently the president and CEO of the Utah Hospital Association, uh, but you may uh, have come to know him uh, when he was lieutenant governor here for the state of Utah, preceding Spencer Cox. He also served as a member of the Utah State Senate for a long time. Uh, Mr. Bell, sir, I'm grateful to you for joining me on the program today. Oh, well, thank you, Mr. Lonsbury. Nice to talk to you. Yeah, this is our first, our first opportunity to, to converse here in this yeah. uh, this new job of mine. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'm still... Welcome home. Thank you. Welcome thank you so home. much. Uh, you, sir, in your capacity as president of the Utah Hospital Association, you have a pretty good perspective on how uh, the hospital system across the state is gearing up for all of these possibilities. Let me just ask you very bluntly and generally, how are things looking? Uh, they're looking great. First of all, you know, this isn't our first rodeo. Since uh, the Olympics, we've had the Utah Disaster uh, Preparedness Council that has um, run through the hospitals, and we've we've responded to uh, mock drills. We've also had, you know, the SARS, the H1N1, avian flu, um, possible Ebola, you know, so... These things happen from time to time, but our emergency network functions uh, in the background all the time. We just uh, came out of a, the news conference you referred to um, that <clears throat> where the state epidemiologist talked about uh, the spread in the United States. And as, as you mentioned about the Sacramento case, it is a concern. It, it takes the concern up a level with the community spread in Sacramento. Um, but it may be inevitable, but the good news is Dr. Miner, the executive director of the department, said that um, the reason we picked up on SARS is because the mortality rate was quite high, about 10 percent, because the symptoms were were very stiff, whereas right. this, it looks like the mortality rate's about 2 percent, and so it's a fairly mild disease in most people. And so unless you're immunocompromised or have some kind of respiratory um, impairment, you're probably just going to have this disease and not know it, or it'll be a very light case. Right. Uh, but but the other thing we did talk about is hospital system, University of Utah, Intermountain, Stewart, uh, HCA Mountain Star, and then our local, our uh, even our um, rural hospitals are well-prepared, well-versed. Uh, they're being briefed by the health department, by the CDC. We have supply chain of, of necessary supplies, um, and um, we're just treating symptoms. So it's just really a question of, of not panicking, uh, doing the right things, the smart things. Let me ask you this, and this is just a curiosity. The hope is that none of these measures will need to be used. Uh, but as we ramp up, Kind of our precautionary measures, certainly in the face of this community transmission we've seen out uh, in California in the Sacramento area. Can you talk to me a little bit about what are some of the things that, uh, what are some of the precautionary measures that are activated and are uh, on standby in, in some of the hospitals around the state? Well, f- first of all, uh, each of these systems has um, gamed out, you know, what what the worst case might be. You know, they, they try to estimate <clears throat> what's best case, uh, 
Sure. What's likely case, what's worst case. And in the case of uh, the HCA hospital, Mountain Star, we had the chief medical officer from St. Mark's Hospital. And they have 148, 184 facilities, and they've been gaming this weekly with tabletop exercises since December. So they're looking at supply chain, you know, what kind of medications, uh, masks uh, to treat people and also to uh, keep our health workers safe. And that was replicated throughout uh, the other systems. So that's, that's very comforting. Very good. Let me ask you this. I talk about a range of reaction. I have had some folks tell me that, oh, yeah, you know, we don't really need to worry about this. Of course, Vice President Pence has it all to control uh, and uh, and really common sense will prevail. Uh, But I had another conversation, and if I'm honest, it was with a member of Congress just yesterday who pointed out, uh, at least in his estimation, that this might be a good time to uh, see that our food storage is in order and that we have uh, supplies satisfactory to to last us for maybe some weeks what should we you know outside of the hospital system how should we be reacting how serious should we be taking this and how uh drastic should the precautionary actions that we take here as member of members of the public be well for any number of reasons uh, every family ought to have uh, some water and some food stored and um, basic medical supplies first aid um, extra can of gasoline and, you know, some things that just prudence would require. Um, beyond that, uh, in terms of treatment of this disease, I, I think the main implication would be if somebody does become sick, they're going to be asked to be quarantined in their home. Now, this isn't government-enforcedly, but it's it's saying, okay, I test positive. Well, then you're, you're a carrier and it has about a Uh, 14-day known contamination life where uh, you could spread it on. And so you might be stuck in your home for a couple of weeks. So, um, you know, that's you have to just say, well, what am I going to need there? The other thing is uh, if there were, you know, if this really gets to become a public issue and there's run-up stores, I mean, it would be ridiculous to do that. But, you know, it, it... Sometimes people do dumb things when that kind of atmosphere is abroad. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just well to be prepared. Outstanding. Uh, Greg Bell has been my guest, president and CEO of the Utah Hospital Association, talking to us about uh, some of the precautions and measures being taken by uh, the state's health systems and the hospitals, uh, uh, that all coming on the heels of a a press conference hosted by the Utah Department of Health on this, the coronavirus. Uh, Mr. Bell, sir, I'm grateful to you for your time and your work. Thank you, Lee. Great to talk to you. Likewise. Uh, listen, we're going to take a break here. I want to invite you to, before we go to break, though, to have a look at our app. It's the KSL News Radio app, available you know wherever you download the apps. Uh, it is powered by Any Hour Services, and on there you have a, a lot of wonderful options. I think they're wonderful. We we put a lot of work into uh, the news products and the talk products here and the the radio shows we do, and all of that is accessible via the KSL News Radio app. You can of course listen to this program, and you can read the. Uh, expertly prepared uh, articles written by the reporters here at KSL News Radio and much more. Again, the KSL News Radio app 
available wherever you download. All of that powered by Any Hour Services. Next up, I'm going to give you an update on a Utah couple. Uh, and if I might uh, be so forth, they have become friends of mine, I think. Uh, the Herrings uh, from Tooele. Uh, they remain in quarantine, but there is wonderful, wonderful news uh, for both of them. I'll share it with you next here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.